as we move from the book of Ruth to the book of 1 Samuel. Two quick questions. What is the meaning of life and what is the message of the Bible? Uh, You might think that those two questions are impossible issues to solve. Surely they they can't be answered with any final clarity or certainty, at least not in a video. Well, I think they can be answered in less than a sentence. I think they can be answered in a single word, a single person even. And I'm not the only one. Uh, Listen to these answers given by the Talmud. The Talmud is a collection of the ancient oral traditions of the rabbis. The teachings were written down from the second century AD, but the original sources would have been much, much earlier. And it goes without saying that these are not New Testament-influenced opinions, but they are based purely on the Hebrew Scriptures. Here's one quote from the Talmud, from Sanhedrin 98b. The world was created only for the Messiah. Or Sanhedrin 99a says, All prophets prophesied only for the days of the Messiah. According to these rabbis, the world exists for the Messiah alone, and the scriptures testify to the Messiah alone. So then, the greatest question of life is this, who is the Messiah? Well, my first attempt at answering that question is to look at the word. The Hebrew word Messiah is the same as the Greek word Christ. They both mean anointed one. Does that help? Perhaps not. Uh, Well, perhaps not yet Anyway, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it will soon make sense. Let's get a flavor for the Messiah for seeing what he does in the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel is the next book after the rom-com Ruth, which we thought about yesterday. From 1 Samuel, we'll firstly see how the Messiah is kingly, then we'll see how he is priestly, and then we'll see what he does with all that kingly priestliness. So first, the Messiah's kingliness. 1 Samuel begins with the story of childless Hannah. And as she prays for a son, she demonstrates the heart of true Israelite faith. She says this in 1 Samuel chapter 2 from verse 9. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. He sets them with princes and make them inherit a throne of honor. How is he going to take the poor and raise them up? Well, she continues, For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On him he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horns of his anointed. As Hannah prays this prayer, Israel has no earthly king. But Hannah knew that the Lord has another king, a true anointed one. And through this king, the Lord would judge the earth with justice, he would raise up for the poor from the ash heaps and set them on thrones. The true king would make even paupers into royalty. Later in that same chapter, uh, a man of God prophesies about the Messiah again, and he testifies to the priestliness of the anointed one. Uh, speaking God's word, he says this in 1 Samuel 2 uh, from verse 35. The Lord says, I will raise up for myself a faithful priest who will do according to what is in my heart and mind. I will firmly establish his priestly house and they will, uh, they will minister before my anointed one always. 
So the true anointed one is both the king and he's a priest. And as a king, he will raise up a royal house. As a priest, he will raise up a priestly house. But it's the same person and the houses are the same. Here is the Messiah. He is the one through whom the Lord will rule and bless. But why is he called anointed? What's that all about? Well, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, it gives us a really good picture of this anointing. It's the choosing of David as king. And when he is chosen, it says this, 1 Samuel 16 from verse 13, Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, that is poured oil on him, in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Where we might crown our kings, in the Bible they anointed them. In fact, they anointed kings and priests and occasionally prophets as well. To anoint is to pour oil on their heads. Why? Because oil is a sign of the Spirit. And as David is anointed, the Spirit literally rushes upon David and equips him for his royal tasks. So what does this tell us about the anointed one? Well, David was only a mini-messiah. He was the Messiah with a little m. The original and eternal Messiah has not been anointed by humans, but by God his Father. This happened before the world began. Not with oil, a symbol. He is anointed with the Spirit himself. Before there was a universe, God has been anointing God with God. The Father is pouring his Spirit onto and into his Son. Why? So that he, the Messiah can be our righteous king, ruling the nations, protecting his people, executing justice, raising up the poor from the ash heap. And so that he can be our faithful priest, mercifully mediating our life with God. Also so that he can be God's truthful prophet, bringing us the mind and heart of God. To see the Messiah is to see the life of the Holy Spirit embodied. And to see the Holy Spirit, we look to the Anointed One in action. He, the Messiah, is the one filled beyond measure with the Spirit of God. From the overflow of His life has come a whole universe, and to the overflow of His grace the whole Bible witnesses. That is who the Messiah is, the one who would fulfill all the priests, the one who would fulfill all the kings like David, the one who would fulfill all the prophets and be our king, our priest and our prophet. Today we talk about people having a Messiah complex. If someone thinks that they are a savior figure who can ride in on their white horse, we might accuse them of having messianic delusions. Well, here is some good news. They are not the Messiah. And you are not the Messiah. You are not the Savior. You are not the center of reality. But there is someone who is. His name is Jesus. He is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. And He makes sense of it all. The meaning of the cosmos, the meaning of Scripture, the meaning of your life. It's not a program. It's not principles. It's a person. It's Christ. Christ.